Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus act three of tom cobb or fortune's toy by w s gilbert this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene A drawing room, shabbily furnished in Mr. Effingham's house. Cobb is discovered smoking a pipe on balcony with Caroline. The Effingham family is discovered grouped, Mrs. Effingham seated, old Effingham leaning on her chair with his arm round her neck, and Bulstrode standing moodily behind. As curtain rises, Caroline enters from balcony and throws herself at her mother's feet. Where is your poet lover, Caroline? I left him basking on the balcony in deep communion with his inner self. Ah, what a priceless destiny is yours, my babe, to live a lifetime in the eternal sunlight of his poet brain. It is, but you shall share it, father, mother, brother, all. We will all share it, always. I would not rob you of one ray that emanates from that divine face for all the wealth of earth. My unselfish girl. How nobly he looks when, sickened with the world, he turns his eyes inward to gaze upon his hidden self. None but Apollo ever looked as he looks then truly yet shall i confess that when i saw him first my idiot heart sank deep within me because in the expression of his thoughts i did not recognize apollo's stamp fie caroline would you have a poet carry his muse pickerback for doors to pick at Fie, Caroline, oh, fie. Some thoughts are too deep for utterance. And some too precious. Why should he scatter such gems broadcast? My poet warrior thinks them to himself. He does. It is in his weird and warlike way. He comes, rises. His fancy flight has ended for the nounce my soldier minstrel has returned to earth tom enters from balcony caroline goes to meet him and brings him forward lovingly his appearance is somewhat altered 
He parts his hair in the center and allows it to grow long. He wears a very low, lie-down collar in order to look Byronic. Caroline throws herself at his feet, and Mr. and Mrs. Effingham cross and group themselves about him. Mrs. Effingham kneels, Bulstrode standing moodily behind his mother. Arthur, ennoble us. Raise us one step towards the Empyrean. Give us a great thought. From the vast treasures of your poet brain, we beg some spare small change. Well, I really don't know. I haven't anything just now. We are the bees and you the flower. We beg some honey for our little hives. Tom with a desperate effort to be brilliant. Talking of bees... All take out notebooks and write down what follows. Talking of bees, have you ever remarked how the busy little insect avails herself of the sunshine to gather her sweet harvest from, from every opening flower? Mr. Effingham writing. We have, we have. How true to fact. Bulstrode writing. You said her sweet harvest, I think. Her sweet harvest. Bulstrode writing. Her sweet harvest. All shake their heads and sigh. Her honey, you know. Thank you. Sighs. All finish writing and put up their notebooks. You are a close student of nature, sir. Yes, I do a good deal in that way. How simple are his words, and yet what priceless pearls of thought lie encased beneath their outer crust. Yes, I always wrap them in an outer crust to keep them from the cold. I'll take out notebooks and write this down. Caroline writing. He wraps them in an outer crust to keep them from the cold. And once I sneered at these grand utterances, just as we continually sneered at shapeless clods upon the road, which on inspection turned out to be jeweled bracelets of exceeding price. Nothing more common. It's the old story. The superficial mind... I'll take out books and write. The superficial mind looks for cream upon the surface of the milk. But the profound philosopher dives down deep below. Aside. Much more of this and my mind will give way. You are a deep thinker, sir. I can fancy Shakespeare to have been such another. Shakespeare? Shakespeare never said anything like that. How, how do you do it? I don't know. It comes. I shut my eyes, and it comes. All shut their eyes and try. I cannot do it. Ah, me, I shall never learn to talk like that. Mrs. Effingham rises, goes to Bulstrode, and leans upon his shoulder. Bulstrode, 
had you had communion with the major general in earlier life he might have helped to shape your destiny to some nobler end mr effingham crosses behind caroline and cobb remain in conversation no it might not be i am fated destiny has declared against me fettered to the desk of an obscure attorney forced to imprison my soaring soul within the left-off garments of a father whose figure has but little in common with my own who can wonder that my life is one protracted misfit mr effingham rising my boy sneer not at those clothes they have been worn for many many years by the very old but very upright man be proud of them no sordid thought has ever lurked behind that waistcoat that hat has never yet been doffed to vicious wealth those shoes have never yet walked into the parlors of the sinful mrs effingham embracing him i am sure of that adolphus i am very very sure of that it may be as you say i do respect these clothes but not even a father's eloquence can gloss over the damning fact that they are second hand turns up and exit onto the balcony as mr and mrs effingham exeunt lovingly a blessing on him is he not benevolent yes he looks so why do benevolent people have such long hair? Do they say to themselves, I am a benevolent person, so I will let my hair grow? Or do they let it grow because they are too benevolent to cut it off? There are thousands of such questions that appear at every turn to make us marvel at nature's strange decrees. Let us not pry into these dark secrets let us rather inquire whether you have any chance of getting anything to do rises no there's no opening 